The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Matters with Dr. Cheryl G. This is your forum for exploring and discussing challenges that are faced by public and nonprofit leaders. And now, here's Dr. G. Good afternoon, and thank you for tuning in to Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. I'm Cheryl G., and I'll be your host for the hour. Today, we're going to be talking about challenging the process, and with us today to have this conversation, we have Jerome McFadden, the President and CEO of Volunteers of America Southwest California that's based here in San Diego, California. Gerald, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Dr. G, it is absolutely a pleasure. Thank you for having me today. Thank you. And also on the line we have Andre Howard, Vice President of Intellectual Capital with the Alliance for Children and Family Services that's based in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Thank you also, Andre, for being with us. Thank you, Dr. G, for having me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to actually start by just asking each of you to share a little bit about yourself. So, again, we have a bit of a perspective with regards to the backgrounds and the wealth of knowledge that I know about and that we want the others to know about with regards to what you bring. Um, Gerald, why don't we start with you? Well, thank you. Um, well, I have had the good fortune of being in the nonprofit sector for approximately 30 years. Uh, the last 28, I've enjoyed uh, as president and CEO of Volunteers of America in a, a number of different uh, geographic locations, uh, providing leadership for the development and the growth of both people and services to positively impact local communities where we do business. I've also had the good fortune of being able to be an adjunct professor at the university, excuse me, at Portland State University, uh, the nonprofit institute, uh, focusing on next generation leadership. And so uh, with that and a couple of years of board service at the national and regional level, I think it gives me at least an opportunity to, to speak to some of the issues relative to leadership challenges. Wonderful. I thank you again, Gerald, for being with us today. Absolutely. Andre, could you share a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. I've been in the uh, nonprofit arena probably for about 20 years or so now. Uh, in fact, uh, the passion grew um, when I took, I was called a weekend gig um, at a, uh, a residential facility uh, and working with uh, children who were in foster care 
who were sexual offenders and uh, really grew a passion for serving uh, the, the, that community and really it kind of deepened with nonprofit and being able to uh, train and develop uh, uh, with foster parents, with folks who served uh, the foster care community, the child welfare, uh, welfare community. And over the years, I've had various experiences in the nonprofit uh, arena uh, to include um, CEO of a um, nonprofit uh, organization here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for about five years or so, and really had a great time in terms of growing the organization, uh, reaching out to the community, making sure the needs were met of the clients, and at present, uh, at the Alliance for Children and Families, and uh, we are a membership association that really provides a, a number of services for our, our private nonprofit human service organizations across the U.S., and uh, we provide anything from networking to leadership development opportunities. And the department that I'm with is uh, what we call intellectual capital, uh, which is really um, a way of thinking about how we uh, create the innovation, how we pump processes, projects uh, out to our members to kind of push the organizations ahead in terms of thinking about the future, in terms of how they serve uh, the clients of the nonprofit world. So uh, really have had a great experience so far. Uh, with the Intellectual Capital Division, we continue to kind of move and, and grow ahead and certainly understand that it takes uh, special leaders to think about uh, innovation and creativity and really pushing um, the nonprofit human service arena forward. So, uh, again, again, glad to be here to hopefully share uh, some insight in terms of what I know around leadership challenges as well. Great. Again, uh, thank you, Andre, too, for joining us. Um, Gerald, I'm going to start and kind of go back with you and ask you just the uh, a general question with regards to how important or do you think it is important for leaders to be able and willing to challenge the process or one might say the status quo? Well, you know, in really looking at the issue of, of challenge, uh, I, I think I would say that it is absolutely critical to be able to look at a continuous process of improving systems even when they are uh, functioning at a high level. Innovation and improvement occurs by continuously looking for options and alternatives to be able to move uh, ideas to its highest level of productivity. I think all too often uh, we sometimes look at the issue of challenging uh, the process or challenging the status quo in a, a negative light. But it is extremely important and essential for organizations and individuals to continue to grow and be vibrant and dynamic and responsive that there be individuals that are willing to take calculated risks to ask the tough questions, to be able to not arbitrarily um, create chaos, but to create a, an environment where chaos is able to uh, work through um, challenges and work through 
uh, issues in order to create greater clarity and greater purposefulness. So I believe that it is absolutely essential to look at the issue of uh, moving the status quo forward for purposes of innovation, improvement, growth, both personally and organizationally, in order to optimize the capability of systems and individuals to achieve their highest level of performance. Wonderful. Thank you, Gerald. Andre, anything you'd like to um, add to what Gerald has um communicate it there. Sure. I, you know, again, I think leaders, you know, always um, have the appetite of searching for um, opportunities, uh, new pathways to to change, uh, you know, the status quo, the process. And I think uh, the sign of a good leader uh, is always doing that. That appetite is always there. And, and I think, you know, you think about the power of change. It is a necessity. Um, I mean, you think about even uh, as the nonprofit human service, as I look at the world that I operate in, um, where, you know, we're in a, a world, an economy that is different. It's unprecedented to some degree. Um, you know, some of the leaders have never been in this type of cycle um, when it comes to the economy and some of the world issues that are taking place. But understanding that, you know, asking the right questions, being able to take, as been stated already, the calculated risk to move forward, to push ahead, is absolutely the key and one of the, 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 the right answers in terms of moving things ahead. So, you know, always seeking the uh, uh, the. Uh, the pathway of changing things, of challenging what has been in existence, which may not be uh, workable now, which may not be viable now, is always um, the task that should be at a good leader's uh, desk in terms of moving ahead. Uh, the last piece, Dr. G, I'll also just throw in there, too, is as you think about uh, the, necess the necessity to change, I mean, you think about even the generational uh, aspect that we should certainly bring into the equation where, you know, uh, baby boomers are moving out and into uh, their organizations, out of their organizations, and certainly should be thankful for what they've posited and what they've done um, for uh, organizations. But we need to also begin to make some room for uh, the young talent. Uh, and so young leadership are bringing to the table a new way of thinking, a new way of doing things. They're certainly uh, pushing the status quo, the process, asking the questions, willing to take the risk as well. And so I think, you know, even in just looking at generational changes, I think, you know, talking about change, it is a necessity based upon that fact as well. So there are lots of things, but again, I think a great leader is one who uh, continues to have the appetite to push the envelope and to understand change is necessary. Right. Thanks, Andre. Um, Gerald, can you think of a time when you or someone you observed um, challenged the process or the uh, status quo in a way that perhaps was not successful? Um, I, I can. Um, sure one of the areas that uh, our organization uh, has uh, recently emerged into is the uh, administration and operation of um, charter schools for young children uh, from K through 6. And uh, one of the projects that we had undertaken after a number of years of, of study and research and planning was the launching of a charter school in a, in a very underperforming community. And 
as a result of wanting to do well in in that community and by the constituents of that community, um, we had tremendous support that was received from the local community for the initiation of a charter school. And as a part of that process, one has to go through uh, getting authorization from school districts in order to be able to operate as a public entity within their district. And uh, with all the momentum of, of both our organization and the local community behind us, um, the school superintendent and the school board said absolutely not wow. in our community and not on my watch. Mm. Uh, and after two and a half years of planning and preparation, and uh, engagement of the community, um, it was voted down at uh, 11.30 at night uh, and a very, uh, uh, very sad day for our organization. Uh, with that, we had to really examine very closely, you know, what really uh, was it that caused that. And it was really in part a, a fear of uh, upsetting the, the status quo. Uh, the collective bargaining units, the teachers union, and, and, and all really did not want a new idea to evolve. Wow. I'm going to hear a little bit more about that and, and wondering if there's anything that you think you guys might have done, maybe not, to be more successful in that endeavor. And then maybe um, have you guys maybe share something that was successful and what might be the things that a leader might need to do in order to challenge the process in a way that... that um, gets it done, one might say, and moves to that next level. We're going to be right back with more on Leadership Matters after taking a brief break. So, um, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are there any challenges to your success? You already have what it takes to turn these challenges into results in any area. Find out more when you tune in to The Power of Realism, Why Integrity Matters, with host Jeffrey Canavan. We all deal with adversity and challenges in life and business. We'll talk with those individuals who have faced these challenges and turned them into success stories. By making just a few shifts in your thinking, you too can be one of these success stories. The Power of Realism airs live on Thursdays at 10 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email Dr. G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. 
Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Today we're talking about challenging the process, and with us today we have Gerald McFadden, the President and CEO of Volunteers of America Southwest California, based here in San Diego, California. Again, thank you, Gerald, for joining us. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm-hmm. And Andre Howard, Vice President of Intellectual Capital with the Alliance for Children and Family Services, based in Milwaukee, um, Wisconsin. Andre, thank you also. Thank you, Dr. G. Mm-hmm. Gerald, before we went to break, you were sharing of, of a time when you guys challenged the process and particularly talking about the launching or the preparing to launch your charter school. Let me have you pick up there. Yes. Uh, the, the, the lesson learned uh, as it relates to challenging the status quo is that uh, it is important to understand that the um, status quo may push back and they push back very uh, firmly. Uh, I think leaders uh, in, in challenging the status quo must understand a couple of things. One, they must have a clear sense of vision as it relates to what it is they expect to be different as a result of their challenge. Two, they must also be very clear that because that is their view of what might be a better way. It is not always a shared view, and that there may be some repercussions as a result of the challenge. And thirdly, leaders must understand that they must have a personal resolve to be able to work through the challenge to get to the success on the other side. And with the initiation or the attempted initiation of the charter school, um, it was a tremendous amount of pushback by the status quo establishment. There were public educators, uh, school board members, et cetera, that really caused our initial uh, attempt to launch this charter school to be voted down. Uh, and in reexamining that issue, it became clear that uh, politically there was a value system that we could not overcome even with um, public support. 
But what we did was stepped back from the process uh, after I spent quite a bit of time in prayer on it, uh, asked for a little guidance, got some guidance, then put some of the intellectual uh, thought to it, and really worked on getting the community to um, uh, vote in a new school board district and to also select a new school superintendent because the community felt they had the right to choose. And uh, when we submitted the second go-round, it was successfully received, and I'm happy to say that we're now operating, uh, in our second year, a, a fully operational charter school. So Wonderful. resolve is important in, in these matters. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Andre, anything you'd like to share with regards to, uh, in response to what Gerald um, spoke of, or a challenge that was either successful or not successful uh, sure. that you're aware of? Sure. I, I certainly resonate a lot with what Gerald was saying. I remember um, early in my nonprofit experience, I was uh, part of my duties was responsible for uh, kind of a thrift uh, store, and I was given the charge to um, increase sales. And so I was excited about it because it was new, it was something I hadn't done before. You know, I had some familiarity with thrift store and retail outlet a little bit, uh, for this nonprofit, but you know, this was a, a real new challenge for me. So, you know, I, I created my plan uh, in terms of what I thought would uh, work. Uh, you know, I was uh, pretty safe with what I put into practice in terms of what I thought would increase sales. Um, you know, I really didn't uh, step outside the box um, or push myself. I really kind of relied upon what had worked uh, from previous years, previous seasons. So, you know, I, I didn't ask the clients or customers what they wanted. I, I assume you know they would like what I liked. Uh, I did challenge the status quo. I, I didn't ask you know what was done you know in the past. I just kind of you know really relate back on some of the past things that did take place and just kind of implemented those kinds of things. I wasn't willing to take the risk. I stayed in my safe zone. You know I didn't want to experiment with anything new. Uh, not even thinking about you know taking a risk in, in, in terms of that. So. I didn't consult with the reps who worked in the stores, uh, stores for years. Uh, you know, I just thought I knew all the answers and had everything and really relied upon what was taking place year after year that was um, done in the previous years. And so, uh, obviously, needless to say, uh, I didn't increase sales. In fact, they were negative for those next six months. And so I had to go back to the table and learn from my mistakes. And I had to learn that um, if I'm going to be successful uh, in pushing and doing something different and new, that I had to take some risk, that it was okay to take the risk because it was okay okay to also, um, you know, not understand everything and be able to reach out to others who knew um, the things that I didn't know. Uh, and I think sometimes we get caught up as leaders in this whole word called failure. And, um, you know, failure really is the first step to success. And, and I think I, I had to learn that and that, uh, you know, that I went back, I reviewed the process, I I start to think a little bit outside the box. I begin to query uh, the clients, the customers, in terms of what they wanted. I begin to put together a creative sales team that we've thought of in regards to innovative ideas of marketing and promoting um, our clothing and other items within the store. Um, and I begin to really just kind of push the envelope and start to ask the questions that were never asked before uh, and doing things that we never had done or tried before. And so. In the end, we were able to kind of turn the model around and become successful. But, you know, it, it was a hard lesson learned. But 
one that I think was necessary for myself as a leader in growing and beginning to understand that, you know, failure is always going to be part of the process, but I've got to be creative and innovative and not just always stick to what's worked in the past because what's worked in the past may not always work for us today or tomorrow, and I had to really begin to come to grips with that reality. And so uh, it was a real uh, good lesson for me, and I learned um, and have always kind of held on to that uh, as I kind of grew in my own leadership development uh, as a professional as well. Great. Now, Andre, tell us, how tall are you? Oh, I'm just a little bit of 6'7 on a good day, 6'6 six, six on a bad day. <laughs> so, so if you don't invite someone in to, to get more information, they are not going to challenge anything you're doing, huh? Right, right. <laughs> so I thought. <laughs> they just let you work your plan. Right, exactly. I wish it was that easy, Dr. G. Tell us. I wish it was that easy. Okay. No, very good. And I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate that. So um, either of you, what do you think is the biggest mistake that people actually can make in their efforts of really trying to challenge the process? Any any common mistake that you think people might actually make in that process? Well, you know, I, I think one of the um, areas that I've observed where um, individuals could have uh, had a greater opportunity for success um, is um, when uh, individuals don't really have a clear sense of the, uh, the outcome that they are trying to result in. Uh, when uh, they, uh, there's an idea, the, the due diligence hasn't been done to really understand both the uh, consequences as well as the opportunities for success um, before they, they launch into um, really trying to cause the system to change its behavior mm-hmm. without understanding both the view of the status quo or the system that they're trying to change mm-hmm. and the values of that. Um, because sometimes there are things which we see from our vantage point, but things that we don't see from the other side mm. that are really very important. Okay. So I think the important issue here is to really make sure that you think through both uh, not only your issues and what you feel to be important and resulting in high impact and important movement, but also understand the issues that impact uh, the individuals on the other side. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then planfully really calculate those conversations and have crucial conversations about how do we find the opportunity that is there with the risk that we both may be sharing in order to create a better outcome. And when that those crucial conversations take place. I, I have found that people are willing to take some calculated risk when they've been a part of the discussion of the risk. And I, I've just seen it work 
better. And so my advice is to really uh, think through outcomes, engage people in the process, share some of the risks, and then plan with both parties in mind. Wonderful. Thank you, Andre. Oh, yeah. I'd like to add. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think Gerald took the words out of my mouth. I mean, just to piggyback, I think, you know, I think one of the biggest mistakes is that folks take a look at the status quo and get set in the mindset, you know. In other words, you know, something, you know, must work because it's still around, and because it's still around, it must mean it must still be working. And what a faulty way to think about, you know, change in, in the status quo. I mean, people get lulled into kind of a sleep uh, to some degree, and so change doesn't come. Uh, and people are left behind when they are lulled into that false sense of reality. And so uh, a key leadership is certainly to understand that things are constantly being changed in our world, and we need to constantly challenge the process, the status quo. Uh, you know, we, we, we can't afford to fall into the status quo and the mindset that because this is what we've done all for the last 30 years, this is what's going to take us in the next three years. That's the wrong way of, of making it happen. And as I relate to our own members, uh, the members who are moving forward and who are strategically poised to take on the future and who are solid today are those who have always and consistently challenged the status quo and not have accepted that what's worked for us in the past will work for us today or tomorrow. So, you know, this this, this culture of being created of, of the sacred cows cannot hide. I mean, we need to be able to, to bust that open and to say we can't protect the sacred cows because uh, there's no, um, no real meaning meaning in that if we continue to hold on to that. So we've got to continually think ahead or we'll become a casualty. So so the biggest mistake is this concept of status quo, you know, and, and lulling ourselves into saying that it's workforce yesterday, it'll workforce today and tomorrow, I think is a faulty uh, misconception. So we need to be able to continue to push the envelope um, and to really think about it. And, and, and the member organizations and nonprofits that don't exist uh, today or, or are struggling have failed to push the process, have failed to push the status quo and have accepted what has been and are comfortable there because that's where they're, they're, they're at. They're in their comfort spot. And sometimes, you know, to become un comfortable, uh, there's a price to pay, and some folks don't want to go there. But, you know, if we're talking about truly pushing and sustaining ourselves uh, and really thinking about great leaders, the great leaders are the ones who are always pushing and asking the questions and never settling for what's been accepted in the past will be acceptable tomorrow. And so I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that we, we make. So. Great. Well, love that with regards to Andre, your emphasis on pushing and always looking to see, even if it's working, how do you make it work better? And, Gerald, I loved your three-pronged view of getting clarity and making sure that one looks at the consequences as well as the opportunities and understanding the view of the other person and then plantfully moving forward with those crucial conversations. Really enjoying the conversation. Want to look back and get more from you on this topic. We're going to take a short break and then be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email drg at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment rising to levels not seen since the Great Depression. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, informing leaders, inspiring solutions. Today we're talking about challenging the process. And with us today we have Gerald McFadden, the President and CEO of Volunteers of America Southwest. Thank you so much, Gerald, for what you've added to this conversation thus far. We're looking forward to hearing more. It's awesome. absolutely been my pleasure, Dr. G. Thank you. Also, we have Andre Howard, Vice President of Intellectual, of, um, Intellectual Capital with the Alliance for Children and Family Services, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is where he's based. Thank you, Andre. Thank you again, Dr. G. Yeah, so then later on in this, same, in this segment, we're going to have Valerie Wright, our um, executive producer, our associate producer, who's going to be joining us to uh, share questions from the audience that we've received. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a pause and welcome Carl Balton, the president of Union Bank Foundation. Are you on the line? I am. Wonderful. Hi, Thank G. you so much for being with us today. My pleasure wanted to just invite you on to thank you for being our title sponsor for um, Neighborhood House Association's golf tournament that's coming up this Friday. Well, we are, we're really pleased. We've been a, a longtime supporter of uh, Neighborhood House, and uh, so it, it's our, our pleasure to be a, a part, of this, uh, part of this event. Uh, great. Well, it has, it's definitely been a pleasure. Anything else uh, you'd like to uh, say at this moment? Well, we've we've been a longtime supporter of Neighborhood House. I think since 1998, um, we've uh, contributed $421,000 over that period of time, so almost a half million dollars to support the great work they're doing for kids, families, and seniors. And uh, so we're we're looking forward to continuing that support. 
Okay, well, we are very much appreciative of the support that you've given us throughout the years and, and again, really appreciate your sponsorship on uh, Friday for our golf tournament. Luis Gonzalez, our Director of Community Relations, want to invite you into this conversation and give you an opportunity to also thank Carl as well as give a uh, shout-out to the golf tournament. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on the show. And, again, thank you to Union Bank for their support of the tournament. Um, we're looking forward to a, a great tournament already. Uh, over 100 players for sure confirmed that we'll be participating. So we're looking to a great turnout on what seems to be a great Friday afternoon over at Saquon. Uh, we're inviting anybody who still wants to participate. We still have some opportunities to do so to visit our website. And they can go to the neighborhoodhouseassociation.org, and you can go to the website, and you can find more information on the tournament uh, as well as some of our sponsors and links to their websites on that webpage as well. Okay, and Luis, what was that website? It's neighborhoodhouse.org, and you can click on the second uh, flash image. You'll see it rotate, and it'll say the first annual Union Bank NHA Golf Gathering. And you can click on that, and it'll give you all the information. Shotgun start is at 1230 noon, uh, again at Saquon Resort. It's a golf course normally formerly known as Singing Hills. Um, it starts at uh, 12.30, registration's at 10.30. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Luis, for joining us. And, again, thank you, Carl um, Balton and Union Bank, for your sponsorship. I really pleasure. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Is Valerie Wright on the line? Yes. Hi, Valerie. Thank Hi, you for Dr. joining Lee. us. Um, checking in, making sure. Do you have questions that you have from the listening audience? Yes, I will have two today again. Okay. And I have a question from Jerry in Wisconsin. All right. Uh, must have Jerry. been calling in listening to Andre, huh? And listening to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jerry says, I am not in a leadership position in my job, but see some things that can be changed from the status quo. Some of our practices seem redundant. What are things I might challenge myself to practice to improve my leadership skills so that I can develop my confidence to challenge the process? Mm, so what are some things that he can Say that one more time, that he okay. can practice? Yeah, what are some things that he can challenge himself to practice okay. to improve his leadership skills so he can develop his confidence to challenge those status quo things that he sees. Wonderful. Uh, Gerald or Andre, you want to take a stab at that? Uh, I will. Uh, I will. Any thoughts for Jerry? Respond <laughs> to uh, Jerry. A very thoughtful uh, question. And uh, Jerry, I would like to say that uh, one. I would like to applaud you for one wanting to be the initiator of improvement within your organization. Uh, true leadership comes from all levels of an organization. So by you, one, just raising the question, it says to me that you are an inspiring leader uh, that is in process of becoming uh, a, a great leader uh, within your organization and, and probably beyond. Jerry, one of the things I think that it is important to do is uh, to make sure that the uh, conversation that you have regarding these process improvements, that you target the right person to have those conversations with. Uh, and I say the right person, sometimes when you are looking to uh, change your process, uh, the best person to talk to is the person that ultimately will have the, 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 
deciding decision, their best buddy or their comrade. To use them as a sounding board for you, both your idea as well as what they see as the uh, consequences that might result from your idea. Uh, you're starting to then build a constituency that can then both share your idea with the key decision maker. So I think it's important that, one, you think through clearly what you see as the benefits of your process changes, and then secondly, you identify those individuals that you can begin to do some coalition building with that have influence and trust with the ultimate decision maker, uh, get that feedback, and then ultimately you're able to take that person along with yourself to introduce your ideas for change. Wonderful. Thank you, Gerald. Uh, Andre, anything you'd like to add? I think also what would be important, too, is you develop your own self and your own leadership abilities and wanting to kind of think about, you know, challenging the status quo, even if you don't feel you're at the position to do that. Uh, Again, I think you have to kind of become comfortable with what you are and who you are as a leader. I think you need to look for opportunities as well um, to put yourself in position to begin to ask some of the questions, challenge the status quo. Perhaps it may not be uh, in the organization you're in at this present moment for this present time, but there's certainly lots of volunteer opportunities, whether it means, as I did, serve on boards, uh, get involved in community groups where I was able to exercise and and challenge and ask some of the questions, which kind of built my uh, own credibility up as well as my stamina to be able to feel comfortable in in pushing the status quo and challenging the process. Uh, The other piece I would also add, too, is you know, become the expert in, in, in what you're doing in, in your field um, and, and become passionate about it. I mean, I think the more you can have the answers and the more folks uh, can come to you for the answers because you have built up that expertise, I think the more powerful you become and the more you're able to kind of challenge the status quo as well. Uh, there's also a little rebel piece that goes along with this. You know, not such a point where you're risking your career and risking your job, but I think there are opportunities within your own organization that perhaps may present themselves, whether it's at all staff meetings or if it's feedback time with um, your supervisor, to begin to start to ask some of those questions in, in not a challenging way, but a way for you to, again, at least put in the in, in the public that, you know, Are there things we could do differently? Are there things we could change? And then come to the table with a solution that, in fact, you know, I've been noticing we've been doing this for a number of years. What if we did it this way? This is the way I thought about how we could implement something like this. And so I think there are just ways you could start to just build in some small steps, um, ways that you can become more comfortable and become more emboldened to challenge the status quo. That's kind of the stuff I used to do and continue to do um, in terms of building that whole piece up as well. Wonderful. Thank you, Andre. Dr. G, this is Carl Balton. I I would just like to... Oh, wonderful. Thank you. ...second those uh, excellent suggestions. I know uh, at Union Bank we encourage our executives to get involved with nonprofit organizations and volunteering their their time and in serving on boards. And, you know, just the skill sets and and perspective that you gain from serving on a board uh, will naturally, you'll be seen more as a leader in in your own organization. And I think... uh, is an excellent way to uh, uh, to advance. So, 
Wonderful. Thank you for actually adding that, um, Carl. And I'm going to have all three of you think about uh, – Val, I think you said there was a second question. I do have a second let's, question. Let's share that question. Okay. It's from Kathy in California. And her question is, as a mid-level manager – New to my organization, there are many things that I would like to revisit in terms of looking at new ways of doing them. However, I'm experiencing a little risk avoidance because I am new. How or what can I do to push myself to take that first step? Great. Um, Carl, Gerald, Andre, any thoughts? Well, well, I think even, this is Carl, I think just volunteering and and getting involved uh, it's maybe a, an easy step. I, I always uh, say to people that if they're going to be involved in an organization, it should be something that they have they have some passion about. And I think if you're passionate about the mission of the organization, your reticence to step forward would be uh, would be less. And I th- I think that's a, a way to to take baby steps, and and then at some point you might uh, advance to serving on boards and and doing more. Great, thank you, Andre. Yeah, just to add, I think you know, also just you know, beginning to work in your your own realm of what you do have some control over, to start to be the example of of, of that. Sometimes people are not willing to just jump in, especially when you talk about risk, because we are afraid of risk. Sometimes it takes one person to go out and and, and show how that's done, you know, and, and to demonstrate what that truly means. It doesn't mean that I'm going to bring the whole organization down and we're going to have to close the doors, but sometimes just using yourself as an example to say, I'm willing to do some small things even within what I can control within this organization as a way to demonstrate what I mean by taking some of the risk and, 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 and building up some of that credibility as well. So I would encourage you to just think about some of the pieces that you can put into place as a mid-level manager, perhaps with your own team or with perhaps with some things that you are responsible for as a way to start to demonstrate that sometimes people want to see it first. I mean, it's good to hear it. I mean, this is all nice and fine to talk about leadership development, innovation, you know, challenging the status quo. But the action piece, I think, sometimes needs to be there first and people begin to understand, ah, that was a better way of doing it. Right, great. Well, thank you. Um, Gerald, when we come back from break, I'll ask you if you have anything you'd like to add for Kathy. Okay. Okay, so we're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Leadership Matters is brought to you by InnoVisions. Need to improve leadership, staff, or organization performance? Contact InnoVisions today for quality, effective, and affordable leadership, staff, and organization development training, coaching, and consulting services. Call 858-244-8264. That's 858-244-8264. Or email G at dr.g at InnoVisions.org. InnoVisions is a social enterprise of the Neighborhood House Association of San Diego. Funds raised go to support the Neighborhood House Association's mission, developing children, families, and future leaders of our communities through empowerment, education, and wellness. 
Tune in every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time for The Growth Strategist with Eldana Ambler. On the show, Eldana and some of today's top business professionals will discuss some of today's most pressing business issues that hold you, the business owner, back. Eldana will also give you 21 ways to grow with her list of growth strategies. Grow smart, grow profit, and grow your business with Eldana Ambler and The Growth Strategist every Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific time right here on the bottom line in business talk voice america business when it comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network listening to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to dr.g at innovisions.org. Now, back to Leadership Matters with Dr. G. And we're back with more on Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Jordan, I'm going to ask you to just to jump right in and say if there's any thoughts that you have that you want to share for Kathy. Okay. Uh, yes, uh, Kathy, uh, I want to uh, first uh, kind of guide you back to one of the comments that was made earlier by our other guest speaker, uh, Andre, where you talked about really – um, becoming an expert in the area that you're trying to uh, change or influence differently, uh, making sure that basically you've got a full grasp of, uh, of, of what that would look like uh, if it were to be changed and both the consequence and benefits to be realized as a result of a, a, a change that could be made. So really understanding that particular uh, aspect and then really looking at the fact that um, most leaders really look for individuals that are willing to take on responsibility and take on the risk uh, and be accountable for the consequences uh, should something uh, not work out. And so if you are passionate uh, and have a, a tremendous resolve for the one or two issues that you might want to really work toward change, I think you communicate that you would be willing to be the um, forerunner for the, the change that you're initiating. Uh, and many leaders will look at that, one, as a sign of really being uh, willing to take the initiative, but also being willing to be accountable for the change that you want to see. And so I think that that is an important approach that you, you might want to use. Uh, it is also important to understand that every change that you may see is not a battle that you want to fight at that time. So it's important to really look at what's the most high impact and important change to you and then be willing to take on that responsibility and be accountable with it um, in front of leadership, I mean, in front of your, your senior management. And, and I think if they see these characteristics in you, they're willing to allow you some space to experiment, to take risk, and try to initiate some of the changes in the status quo 
policy procedures or practices that you see in place there in your organization. Great. Well, thank you, Gerald. And Andre and Carl, thank you also for responding to Jerry and Kathy's questions. Uh, we really appreciate your um, sending those questions in. Valerie, could you share with our listening audience the number and email that they can um, respond to if they have topics they want to suggest or questions for the future? Yes, absolutely. They should call one eight six six four seven two five seven nine zero, or send emails to Dr. G at innovisions.org, and that's dr.g at innovisions.org. Wonderful. Again, thank you, Valerie. We appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Dr. G. Yes. Andre and Gerald, wondering if there's a final tip, maybe most important thing that you think a person can do to set themselves up for um, greater success in their efforts to challenge the process or challenge the status quo, or if just there's a a lesson learned uh, that you'd like to share. Sure, um, if I can start. Uh, I think the key, one of the keys, and, and I give some of this to uh, contribution to Peter Goldberg, who was the CEO of the Alliance, who unfortunately passed in last month, who a great leader, great visionary uh, for the nonprofit human service sector and beyond. Yeah, let me but, express my condolences for that, too, yes. on the air. I um, had great respect for Peter and what's sad to hear that news. Yes, yes. But some of the things he taught us and some of the things that I kind of garnered onto is uh, honesty. People want honest leaders. And I think the more we can be transparent and honest in our approach, uh, the better it will be when it comes to, again, challenging the status quo and asking the questions around the process. Uh, someone who's forward-looking, someone who understands that you know they've got a plan, they're excited about that plan, they're pushing the folks around them towards that plan, a forward-looking vision uh, is also so important in that process. You know, someone who's inspiring. I mean, do you inspire uh, others um, when you walk into the room? When you talk about the vision, when you talk about you know the outside of the box experience, I mean, I think is important as well. And the last two, the last two, the last one of the two is intelligence, obviously, which is a longer term process. But again, you know, making you know yourself um, uh, intelligent to some degree, which means being competent in what you do, com- confident in what you do as well, um, but also you know understanding that if I don't have the answers, I know folks who do have the answers, and I got those folks on my team as well. And then the last piece I think is the key, which is you know execution, make it happen. I think often too many times we talk about a great vision, a great dream, the the wanting to push the envelope and ask the questions, but when it comes to doing it, we spindle out and we don't execute, we don't follow through. And so we live in, again, that that disarray of allulment of accepting what has been and what will be and what will always be. So execution is um, the, the key as well in terms of that process. Great. Thank you, Andre. Gerald, final thoughts from you. Yes, um, I, I, I'm going to direct this really to uh, individuals in leadership roles at all levels uh, and on all business type. You know, I, I think we as leaders must be willing, if we are going to create dynamic organizations, uh, to allow individuals the right to be wrong so that these individuals will feel comfortable and feel that there is a space basically where they can make mistakes, where they can take risks, because really innovation occurs when uh, risks are taken, mistakes are made, and change results 
from the willingness to to move uh, things forward. But leaders have to give the proper space and environment for talent to be able to to express their ideas and, and their actions. The the other thing that I think is important for leaders is that they must really pe- place people around them that will ask the tough questions that are not always of the ilk of themselves to be able to really uh, confront the future in a different way of thinking in order to for leaders to one stay fresh and for also ideas to be uh, receptive and received uh, by people that surround us as well as ideas that come from the field. And I think if we begin to do those things, and Andre had a, a tremendously good point, is we should not prepare ideas for change when we have been lazy learners and not done the due diligence to clearly think through what it is we want, what it takes to get it, and the price that is paid in terms of resolve uh, and accountability to make those things produce a result. Great. Fabulous. Gerald, I'm going to... Um ask you to share. I know that in September, September has become Golfing for a Cause Month in San Diego. So I know <laughs> NHA has their golf tournament coming up, but I know VOA does too. I'm going to give you an opportunity to give a shout out and uh, contact information for your organization as well. well. Well, thank you so much, Dr. G. Yes, Volunteers of America is um, going to host its 10th annual Celebrity Golf Classic uh, September 19th at the uh, beautiful uh, um, uh, Loma Santa Fe Country Club. Uh, the uh, charity uh, proceeds will go to really purchase equipment uh, and materials for our science lab and for our classrooms at our charter school. Individuals that are interested in participating and playing with a, a celebrity uh, can contact us at 619 8805 or on our website www.voagolfclassic.org Andre, a final shout out for you. Thank you, Gerald. Sure. Uh, we've got our national conference uh, taking place in October, uh, October 16th to the 19th. It promises to be a powerful conference. Um, information you can get uh, from alliance1.org. That's alliance1.org. But we've got a powerful report that we're going to produce uh, at this conference called Disruptive Forces, which promises to share some insights that perhaps will change the nonprofit human service world. And we also um, have uh, the health of the human services secretary, Catherine. Uh, uh, Kathleen Sebelius, who will also join us uh, at that national conference. So for more information, just hit that website, alliance1.org, for more information. And, Dr. G., I want to just tell you, you are an inspiration to many as well, and I want to just thank you for all that you do um, for not only nonprofits, but for everyone across this country. Well, thank you, Andre. I sure appreciate that. And I would ditto that as well, Dr. G. (laughs) Thank you so much. And, again, thank you both for being with us. Thank you. And thank you to our listening audience. Please join us every Wednesday at 2 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Leadership Matters, Informing Leaders, Inspiring Solutions. Thank you again for tuning in. Leadership Matters with Dr. G is broadcast live every Wednesday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a wonderful week and make your leadership matter.